The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 314. I hope that you guys are doing very well today. And if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website, which is robertjamescoaching.com. Once you're there, you can actually book that free session directly, or if you prefer, you can send me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about a very important uh, topic, and that is OCD and loneliness. Um, You know, this is something that unfortunately can happen to a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people with OCD can struggle with this. And I have done myself in the past where we can begin to become, if we're not careful, a little bit more isolated uh, because of OCD, where you know, the anxiety can give us a bit of social anxiety uh, and it can make us uh, feel like socialising is more difficult or less enjoyable and uh, we might begin to to avoid that. So this is something that is really important to to address and discuss and I really hope that you you find it helpful. Um, If you do find the podcast helpful, it would be fantastic and amazing and great if you could follow on Instagram. All of those fantastic adjectives uh, there to describe following on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK, and uh, you can follow and subscribe there. Also, if you'd like to subscribe on the podcast app, uh, that would also be really helpful. Um, but yeah, up to you if you'd like to do that. But uh, I would very much appreciate it. So many thanks, guys. I really hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode today. If you have any questions about it at all, uh, do please let me know. And off we go. Whether self-imposed through not wanting to socialise due to OCD symptoms, or more unfortunately, uh, something that you uh, experience against your wishes, loneliness is a big problem affecting a lot of people with OCD. It's something that I haven't you know, really addressed that much before on the podcast, but that really should be talked about a lot more. Um, you know, as it can cause a loss of suffering. And even if you're choosing, you know, to kind of isolate yourself because of OCD and anxiety, obviously, you're not really choosing that because, you know, deep down, if you weren't experiencing that anxiety, then of course, you probably would be uh, mixing with people because we know when we mix with people, that's when we're doing better. That's when we're doing well. We're actually really in our life and, you know, making meaningful uh, connections with people. Um it seems that that a lot of people struggling with OCD almost end up becoming uh, more socially isolated. Certainly the persistent rhythm and rhyme of, of obsessions and the resulting high levels of anxiety can cause people to step back a little from life. 
Um, obviously, this doesn't describe everyone with OCD, as many people are able to put a brave face on it and carry on as if things are normal. But for others, this might be more difficult. Um, each and every person is going to find themselves somewhere along that spectrum. And at different points in their struggle with OCD, they might find themselves being more or less sociable. Personally, for me, I often struggled in social settings and can still, uh, and I still can on occasion. When in social uh, situations, if my anxiety is elevated for some reason, then I might find it more hard, uh, or sorry, I might find it harder to focus my attention, to, to be present, uh, to follow conversations, or, or even just to, to kind of find some basic enjoyment in it. At times, I might just prefer to not actually go out and socialize at all to actually you know remain out of sight and uh you know rather than actually have to deal with the intensity of of social situations i'd often find myself over analyzing each and every social interaction looking for certainty that i was doing okay that i was accepted and liked hoping that people didn't pick up on my anxiety at the height of my OCD, when I was, you know, really struggling with panic and intense social anxiety, as well as the relentless obsessions, I remember going out to to meet some people one day at a bar. Um, on the way uh, there, the rumination was, you know, kind of out of control. Um, you know, I was really focusing on questions like who was going to be there and would they notice how, how anxious I was? What if they thought I was acting weird? What if I lost control and had a panic attack in front of them? And obviously, these were really uncomfortable uh, questions, um, you know, which tend to just make things worse because the more that we're thinking about them, the more stuck we get in our in our heads. Um, upon entering the bar, um, I felt the anxiety going up and up and driven by my resistance to, to all of that uh, anxiety. I, I could just feel it kind of really spiraling out of control. The more I didn't want to experience those, those feelings and uh, the more I kind of fought with it, the worse things got. Um, I remember being sat down at, at the table with a bunch of people, but being completely unable to follow the conversation around me. Um, all I could really notice was the storm going on inside, and this was only compounded when someone turned to me to ask uh, something. Of course, uh, I didn't really know what to say as I had no idea what they'd been talking about because I wasn't paying attention. And, you know, I just kind of headed off to the bathroom instead. Um you know, and unable to really explain myself uh, to anybody, I kind of took the executive decision to just get out of there as soon as I could. Um, you know, and and you know, this resulted in in a reduction in that anxiety in the short term. But we know the problem with this, the problem of avoiding uh, difficult things and uh, particularly social situations. If we begin to avoid it because we're getting anxiety or experiencing panic in these situations, of course, it doesn't really help us in the long term at all. It just tends to make things worse. And, you know, we become more isolated. Um, you know, we begin to become lonely on top of struggling with all these other difficult emotions um, as well. Being a student at that time, alcohol would occasionally help me out in these situations. But of course, again, this isn't um, actually dealing with anything. And when you wake up in the morning with anxiety, uh, you know, things can actually seem a whole lot worse. 
um, in the long run, alcohol was actually part of the problem at that time, um, you know, as it supported the habit of avoidance that I'd been creating for myself. Um, this avoidance then started to seep more and more into my social life. It's not that I didn't have friends. Um, I did, but more that I didn't always want to see them as I was concerned to experience that panicking and anxiety in front of them. I didn't want to be judged. I, I didn't want people to think I was weak or that I had, you know, uh, that I couldn't cope. Um, and unfortunately, I had this very low opinion of myself due to these struggles that I was having, um, having with my mental health. Um, of course, though, isolation, as I was just mentioning, it does make things worse. Uh, it gives us more time to ruminate on our obsessions, more time to beat ourselves up, more time to think about all the ways in which things uh, would be better if we didn't struggle with the with these kind of uh, this kind of obsessions. Um, fortunately for me, um, I also I also have a kind of stubborn trait and a dogged determination to, you know, to at the very least do the basics. And so I kept on, you know, seeing people more or less. I kept on going out a little bit, despite the fact that I was really struggling uh, with such intense anxiety at that time. Um, I think if I had completely gone into my shell and and shut off from people, though, then it would have been a much, much harder time. Um, sometimes I actually look back and I kind of cringe at, at how difficult it was. And, you know, it's frustrating to think about all of those times. Supposedly, you know, those those university years are some of the best times of your life. Uh, but I, I just found it so difficult. I was struggling so much. And uh, I have found that the older I, the, the older I get, the more I kind of grow into myself. And so, if you're somebody who is, uh, you know, struggling in your early twenties and uh, or your mid twenties, and you're finding it difficult, as hard as it is, and I know it can be very difficult, you've got to do your best to to hold on, to be patient, to try to get support, to try to get help. Um, you know, because you can get through these difficult times. And I think it's so important that despite the fact that we, we might really want to isolate ourselves, um, you know, or despite the fact that maybe you've fallen out with with people or that you've lost touch with people, we've really got to try to to get ourselves back out there, to keep doing things that are meaningful and important to us, to keep meeting up with the people in our lives that are, you know, important to us. Because really that is is what insulates us from uh, a lot of the negative uh, parts of OCD and anxiety. Generally speaking, uh, and this is a, a big generalisation, uh, of course, uh, you know, socialising and still seeing people isn't going to fix your OCD on on its own. But I do find that it does help us in terms of our general mental health, in terms of feeling good and sharing things with people, actually having, uh, you know, close relationships. It's it's so important to, to life. And, um, you know, if you're isolating yourself, I think, unfortunately, as I was talking about earlier, it does make some of the classic things to do with OCD a bit worse. If we have more time on our hands and more time to think about things, it's much more likely that we're going to get stuck in that OCD cycle. And something else that I wanted to point out that I think is very important in terms of what we're talking about today is self-compassion. When I was talking earlier about, um, you know, not wanting to socialize because I didn't want people uh, to see me struggling. I didn't want people to know that I might be having a hard time. Um, 
you know, really what what that is, is a lack of self-compassion. You know, I, I was basically just not being fair with myself, not being kind with myself, because, of course, you're allowed to struggle sometimes. It's okay if you're having a difficult time, if you're going through a challenging moment. And, you know, if the OCD is is stronger at a, at a particular time, um, you know, just because you're experiencing that, it doesn't mean that you need to uh, isolate yourself or not see people. In fact, it probably means that you need to see people a bit more, um, you know, and, and actually allowing yourself to be uh, a bit vulnerable sometimes in terms of showing up and seeing your friends, despite the fact that you, you know, you don't feel that great is actually quite a compassionate thing to do. Um, you know, if we're just always demanding perfection from ourselves, like, you know, any time that I see my friends or my family, I have to put on this strong face and this bravado and I've got to turn up and I've got to be super funny. I've got to be in the moment. I've got to be connected. I've got to, you know, have all of the witty, quick lines to to, to make everybody laugh. Um, or even just, you know, I've got to be like um, happy or fun, you know. Any of these kind of things that we're demanding from from ourselves, you know, perhaps actually you're going to turn up somewhere and you're not going to be any of those things. You're just going to be a bit quiet because you're not feeling 100%. You're going to be more or less paying attention to the conversation, but you're not going to be fully, uh, you know, fully in the moment. And that's okay. You don't always have to be that that best version of yourself. Um, you know, that's us putting ourselves under this enormous pressure. Of course, if you are like that, then that's great. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you you know, if you can bring a bit more compassion to, to, social, uh, to social situations and a bit more compassion to perhaps your performance in them, um, you know, it, it will help, um, you know, in, in terms of dealing with this. And also, after uh, social situations, another big problem that people uh, have is to really hyper-analyze everything that's happened um, after a conversation with somebody, uh, for example, or, you know, after a group meeting. How did I do? What were the things that, that you said? Was that something inappropriate that you said? Did you perhaps offend somebody accidentally? Um, you know, and we can get really lost in this kind of stuff. Now, of course, um, you don't want to be rude, you don't want to offend people, but there is a cutoff point uh, in terms of the amount of time that you can spend checking um, on on how you've done in that social situation. And really, you know, you don't want to be spending too much time going over that because, of course, that can become another type of ob- obsession where you know, you're analysing everything that you've done in, re- in relation to a social situation. You know, perhaps, you know, try to limit that to, you know, reflecting on it in the moment. How am I doing right now? And, and not reflecting on it too much afterwards. But obviously, how you do that is something that you've got to figure out for yourself. Um, you know, but just generally speaking, not allowing yourself to ruminate on, on these kinds of things is, you know, generally speaking, a really helpful approach. Anyway, guys, I think, uh, you know, loneliness and OCD, as I was talking about at the start, it's something that we don't speak about um, as much as we uh, as we perhaps should. And, you know, if you do find yourself in this position, then really do try to, to reach out and, and start to, to meet new people, perhaps, or reach out to old friends and family. 
um, you know, you don't have to be on your own, um, you know, and so it's very important that we we do try to do that. Um, okay, guys, that is it for today. If you have any questions at all about anything that I've spoken about, do please let me know. And one quick message before I finish today. If you're interested in supporting the podcast at all, you can now sign up for Patreon for the podcast. To do that, all you need to do is follow the Patreon link in the show notes. There's different tiers there that you can sign up to and uh, it would be really helpful if you're interested in doing that. So many thanks, guys, and I will see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session and now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.